What's up, everybody? I'm TJ. And I'm Kelsey. And we are the, the Nashville, Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. Super cash. This is the. Oh, it's gonna be May. It's gonna be May, baby. It is. May. It's May first. You see that yesterday. <laughs> this is the allergy version. This is the uh, laid-back, chill no, version. No, this is the allergy version. I have really bad allergies. Kelsey's got uh, bad allergies. Yeah, sucks. Sucks. Rosie's in the background. If she ends up barking too much, we're gonna have to put her in the cage. <laughs> uh kelsey's literally putting tissue paper up her nose paper towel which is probably a really paper bad towel. idea because it's gonna hurt my nose but yeah it's like what i have the easiest access to <laughs> so yeah i woke up with like my throat it was just super sore runny nose um and i'm not sick i know for a fact it's allergies because i don't my body doesn't feel like crap or anything like that well and everybody is dealing with allergies here in nashville so it's been pretty crazy yeah it's like the worst. Yeah, but we have had an awesome day just relaxing and taking care of stuff yeah. that we need to take care of. It's kind of rare that you let us just relax. I know. <laughs> That's the reason we are doing a podcast ourselves today. Yeah, usually he schedules something or like we have something going on for two days straight. But today it was just this beautiful breeze outside and we have... um. We have a bird family that's like very close to our back door. So it's been really cool. Like I don't and honestly in my whole life I've never like seen that like up that that close to so, like there's a bird nest. There's like we think there's like three babies and then the father and the mother, the robins, they're we're watching them just go back and forth like all day long feeding these babies. I mean, it's like a nonstop thing. Yeah. So it's that's been, been fun cool. to watch yeah it's really cool to watch yeah it's been cool to watch and just to be outside in this beautiful weather and just don't take it for granted because pretty soon it's going to be like hot blistering so hot. hot here that's just gonna suck yeah um yesterday we got to go to vintage vine 100 and meet a friend of ours that we've known on instagram she actually works for a wine pr company alexis and um so that was fun to meet her and kind of hear about the whole PR wine world. Yeah. Shout out to you, Alexis. We had such a good time with you. Um, it was just fun chatting and hearing about all of your travels. And you gave a lot of really good travel advice because we're, you know, we want to travel and we really want to go to Italy. And she said one of her places, her favorite places that she'd been to was Prague, um, Prague and Portugal. Mm -hmm. And she just said that just the people, the food, the atmosphere, and all those places. She's like, not like, no, not like don't go to Italy, but those were just her, some of her favorite places. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then she also um, talked to us about this food truck called South Coast Seafood Tennessee, and they do all this like seafood. And I'm like, okay, I'm obsessed with seafood. So we are we already arranged to do a podcast with Yeah, that's going to be our first food truck podcast. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. You don't eat really a lot of seafood. <laughs> he eats fish. Yeah. But um, I like fish, but I'm the this seafood whole, queen. I think they do alligator and yeah, but they do like oysters crawfish? and crawfish. crawfish. Yeah. yeah. It looks like they're mostly that's what they. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait. So uh, yeah, it'll be a Interesting podcast. Yeah, I'm excited about that one though. Me too. So that all came from our meeting and just hanging out with Alexis last yesterday. So I know um, we're getting ready for uh, gearing up for Taylor Swift. 
extravaganza um, this week well, here in Nashville. Not. You and I are not. Nashville is. Nashville, yeah. Nashville. You made it so sound like Taylor we Swift are. is no. uh, performing at uh, Bridgestone. Is she performing at Bridgestone? I don't know. We were, we were just stadium. scrolling know. through um, Instagram, and it was just funny because it was like you saw all these posts about it, like it's Taylor Swift week, and people are like literally like doing all these things, gearing up to her perform. And I'm like, wow, like this is like serious. These Taylor Swift fans, like they are serious. What do they call the Swift? The Swift- Swifties. Swifties. Man, yeah. I'm like, this is They're no serious. joke. I'm not one of them. You're not, I'm not a Swifty? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not like I don't like her either. Like her music's fine. Like I like some of her songs, but I'm not like obsessed with her or anything like that. Um, yeah. And no shade on anybody that is. It's yeah. Like, I just There's think a lot it's, of I just said like, wow, I think she, I honestly think she's kind of one of these like last, like true, true, like mega star in the world. Like, you know how we used to, like back in the day, it was like there was like Celine Dion and Mariah Carey and yeah. all these icons that just, you knew them worldwide. And I think Taylor Swift is like, one of the top ever of our time. Yeah. So I can get how people are like, they said they're going to have all these parties and make bracelets and special Swifty food. And it's crazy. Well, supposedly this concert of hers is like next level just with the, the lighting. It and, would need to be if you're paying a thousand dollars to her crazy. crap seat. <laughs> <laughs> it better be if I'm paying a thousand dollars for a crap seat. Oh my that gosh. would be a life changing event. Who would you pay a thousand dollars to go see? No one. No one. Someone, not even someone that's like passed away. No. You would not. No. Really? Nope. I would pay a thousand dollars to see Elvis. You would? Yes. Yeah. To see Elvis, I would. All right. But I'd want. I'd have to make the payments installments. I couldn't do it all at one time. <laughs> then I'd feel okay about it. I have five hundred here, five hundred there. See, but I want to be close to Elvis. I want to be like right next to Elvis. But you know me, I'm. I'm. I'm not very much impressed with people and celebs and all that. So I find it it's very difficult for me to yeah. to pay money to do that kind of stuff. Like it's just not me. I feel like you're more like that now though than you used to be. Yeah, definitely. I think it's I think it's kind as of, I've matured. Well, and gotten it's, older and if wiser. If you think about back in the '90s, it's just kind of like I think it's lost a little bit of its charm with the way it used to be. I don't know. Well, and if I'm being honest, like a lot of these celebs and people that people put on a pedestal and kind of like, I don't know. I just feel like these celebrities think that they're all that and they crap on their, on the people that got them there. And I'm going to pay a thousand dollars to sit in nosebleeds. And if I saw you walking down the street, you wouldn't even sign an autograph. I have heard though that Taylor Swift is really nice. She might be. Yeah. I'm just saying for me, like, I'm just like, your fans are the people that, that, got you there you know what i mean and i feel like a lot of celebrities just crap on on people so i'm not um yeah anyways anyways that's just me but we are drinking this awesome wine that we wanted to tell you guys about so we we reached out to tenerol yeah sellers and um it's a it's a winery and uh female owned and operated and they sent us a collection of uh, three wines, a Zinfandel, a Cuvée, which is a red blend, and then this Pinot Gris. And so we decided Explain to... Explain to people about Pinot Gris. That are yeah. So Pinot Gris, I think from... Pinot Gris originated in France. Yeah. And Pinot Grigio originated in Italy. Italy, Italy coined 
the grape and made it Pinot Grigio. Yeah. They, that's where it's most widely produced. Yeah. Grown. So if you see Pinot Grigio, it's, it's going to be Italian. But, but if you see Pinot yeah. Gris, this is from California, obviously, but it is a, a, a French... But they're, um, they are essentially the same grape, but same obviously grape, will taste yes. different because they're grown in different places. Yeah, different terroirs. So, but we decided to open this bottle and talk about this one. First of all, the uh, label is very, very pretty and beautiful. Yeah, I love it. It's um, um, kind of got this like, I don't know, like hibiscus flowers on the front with this woman and um, it really draws you in and uh, it does have this kind of like woman that looks like she's like a powerful lady on the front of the bottle like it's cool yeah and the artist is dev hey rana and she's a filipino-american contemporary artist based in oakland california so we're actually going to tag her instagram on this because it, it really is a beautiful label and the wine itself i i really like i mean especially for this kind of weather um it's a great pinot gris yeah I mean, the way they, I, I like how they describe on the back of the um, bottle, they kind of give a little bit of a description of the label. And it's a woman in her power, sun-kissed and adorned by Del Delilah's, and I can't pronounce this other flower, celebrating the Filipina and Mexican women who played an important part of weaving the fabric of California's farmlands, honoring Dolores Hureta, an American labor leader and civil rights activist, and the powerful... Um, camaraderie of these farm workers during the Delano grape strike. This partnership became a movement that ultimately led to the formation of the United Farm Workers. So, um, yeah, they're paying homage to um, the Filipina and the Mexican women who, yeah, they were a part of the fabric of the farming that happened in California. Um, they laid the groundwork for what is now there. Uh, and that's pretty amazing. I mean, history is just so incredible. And I think we often forget the origins of a lot of things and how they started. We just look at things and we're like, oh, that's just there. And, you know, it, there's people that were there hundreds of years ago, mm -hmm. you know, cultivating the land that we see now. Um, and, you know, we, do, we aren't often like think back and we're not grateful for them. And I, I think, you know, it's good to be grateful for the people that have laid the foundation of our country. Definitely. Well said, baby. Um, notes on this Pinot Gris. Um, definitely fruity. I get, mm. I get peach and lemon. Yeah. Um, it's got good acidity. Mm -hmm. But I also get a little bit of minerality to it as well. Yes, I would agree with everything mm. that you just said. Really this would like be it. great with seafood. So if we could get this with, oh. with the... Uh, with the, the crawfish. Don't yeah. you think? Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. totally be down with Anyways, that. We're going to have to get a, like, a nice But yeah, it's called, I mean, this is called Rise. That's the name of this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it also has kind of like a, uh, I'd say like a sunrise vibe with the colors too. So yeah, it's like rising up out of the ground. And I wanted to get the name of um, the owner of this wine keep talking i'm gonna i'm gonna look at this so i can get it keep talking well my brain is in such a say fog. what you like about the wine yeah. <laughs> I, I keep thinking about this turkey that i just made jill oser o-s-u-r jill oser is the 
uh, founder of Terennial Cellars Wine. Mm. So she's the one that's created this women-owned and operated sustainable produced farm, uh, so, <laughs> not farms, sustainably produced <laughs> wines. Nice. And then proceeds, 10% of profits go towards women uh, equity. So very cool. That's cool. She's she's uh, doing some cool stuff. So shout out to you, Jill. We appreciate you making some awesome wine that's sustainably uh, grown and produced. And we are all about that as well. We are all about that. And just people that are, I think that that's becoming more and more important. Let the people know what sustainability is and what that means, baby. No, you. I'm in such a fog right now. You Sustainable like... meaning they're less intervention. They're letting the grapes and the wine mm-hmm. do what it's supposed to do naturally with the least amount of intervention without uh, sometimes that has to do with spraying pesticides or, um, you know, so it, it really is just kind of like letting the wine do what it's supposed to do without kind of getting involved in and in trying to manipulate or create something that isn't supposed to happen. So, yeah, like, I guess another way to think about it, like if you think about um, the way food is grown, like, or, you know, animals like chickens or cows, like letting the chicken be a free roaming chicken, let a chicken be a chicken, let it just do its thing. <laughs> like don't put hormones in it and don't, you know, make it, make it produce a certain amount of the way that you want it to just let it do what it naturally would do. Yeah. I mean, even like if on the egg front, like, you know, when you would see like free range, like these, these chickens were allowed to just go in this kind of whether it was an acre or whatever, like they're, they're able to roam in there and they're not kept in like this coop all day long and they're able to, and then, you know, feeding them what they're supposed to be feeding them and stuff like that. So it can go, it can get pretty, yeah i guess intense but yeah well i mean i think that the more and more people are learning in america that we really need to look a lot more at our food and the way that and drinks and wine and and the way that it's being produced because um we we do still live in a young country comparable to other places that have been doing this a lot longer and they don't add a lot of things that we do into stuff and so i do think it's important to look out for the biodynamic sustainably farmed you know wine yeah organic wine when you can and it's the same with what you eat i mean you want to be putting good things into your body and i think it's good to be educated you know definitely yeah but yeah i think that that's important i think about all that stuff all the time i do it's really important yeah i mean like i mean you can go down a rabbit hole and be like oh dang like this and this and this is i mean you don't want to go too crazy but well, I think that's why looking at ingredients is so important, though. Like when you're shopping for food and you're looking at ingredients, like we've really been on this oil kick. Like uh-huh. Kelsey will look and see what kind of oils are in because yeah, a lot seed of seed oils are bad. Yeah, a lot of these oils that are in our food are horrible for us. That's so, the thing, though. That's hard about so wine is been, that they don't have to say no. That and that's why you look for those things because. Would you say like how many things can be added? Over to wine? sixty. Yeah, and like they don't have to put that on the bottle. No, so over sixty additives can be added into U.S. wines. Yeah, so that's why it is good to. You can look for those things on the bottle. Is it sustainably farmed? Yeah. Is it biodynamic? And that- not a lot of times they will put like so even on this wine that we're drinking and talking about, like it doesn't really say anything about sustainability. But mm-hmm. if you go to their the website. website then um it'll it'll talk about that so a lot of times you've got to really 
investigate further than just what's on the label because especially old world wines you know italy and in france they've been practicing sustainability and and organic uh, Mm -hmm. farming methods for centuries right and so that's just kind of a common practice to them and they're not going to kind of i guess advertise and promote it but once you get on their websites and investigate it they like i said they've been doing it for centuries so it's just kind of Mm -hmm. it's normal for them right you know yeah we are our country is still so young and making wine yeah that's also another reason why it's like okay we have to I don't know. I've heard this in people in farming talk about this a lot that they feel like they have to destroy a lot of things in order to like produce a product sometimes. Like they tear everything down, they put all this stuff on it, and then they can make a product. And if you think about some of the European countries, maybe they've already gone through that process like centuries ago. So now they don't have to like do as many things to like manipulate the ground to do what they want it to do, you know? Well, like a lot of times you've made the mistake. So you don't, you know it helps you further on in life because you you've learned from making those mistakes. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, and there's a lot of cool U S winemakers and producers doing some, some great stuff as we've, we've talked about on this podcast. So we're excited for where the wine world is headed and a lot of cool things happening. And what are you uh, most excited about over the next couple months? Our vacation. Yeah, we can't stop thinking about our vacation. Yeah. We've literally never taken like a week off before. Our vacation. Since we've been married. I can't think of taking a week off. Yep. Our vacation. We're going to actually hit a winery. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to Hilton a, Head. Yeah, we're going to do a winery and a brewery and a distillery. So that'll be exciting. What? You planned all that? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yep. God. <laughs> okay. It'll be good. What are you excited about? Um, Definitely that... I think I also just I, I I know Tennessee summers can be really hot, but like I prefer warm over cold weather. I grew up most of my life in cold. I you know I was born in Michigan and then I lived in Colorado. Colorado's beautiful, but like I do enjoy you know f- having a hot summer and getting in a pool and the Fourth of July and you know I love those those feelings of summer and getting a little bit of a tan and yeah. I'm about to get my hair colored and Ooh, yeah. She's gonna get go back hair to day. blonde. I'm excited. So it's been way too long. Yep. Um so yeah, it'll be good. I'm and excited. Our pit, fireflies. I'm really fireflies. I love fireflies, fireflies in Tennessee are amazing. Yes. Love fireflies. Um my parents have a pool, so we will definitely be at the pool all summer long. Mm-hmm. Um Fourth of July. Yeah. I That'll love Fourth of July. Yeah. I love fireworks. Yep. Yep. So it's so fun. Oh, and just imagine where my parents are at shooting off fireworks. Yeah. Up there. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. I'm just yeah, I'm excited. So we got a lot to be thankful for and look forward to. Not Lots the of new I hate mosquitoes. I think you're so bad here too. Um we got some really cool podcasts coming up in the future. So stay tuned for those. Um we're really excited about the upcoming guests that we will be having on the on the podcast yeah totally (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) i'm just like i hope this goes away i hope these allergies go away and i have to work tomorrow but i don't have to work at 6 a.m which i'm really excited about i'm switching my tuesdays instead of doing six i'm doing nine nine hopefully (laughs) nine a.m but you really need to stop snoring every night Anyways, so we appreciate you listening <laughs> to this podcast. To Shout out to Tenerol uh, Wines, great Pinot Gris. Yeah. And we'll be posting about the Zin and the Cuvée soon. Very good. So check out Tenerol. We'll tag them in this podcast. And as always, 
Cheers, baby. Cheers. Yay. Thanks for listening, y'all. Have a good week.